Hello and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I am Matt. I'm Ashley. And we're here, and we're here <laughs> with our friend Sean. Hey, Sean. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thank you for joining us again this year uh, as we do our salute to Halloween. Um, you know, as we've mentioned in, in a previous episode, it's just not 31 days for Halloween, it's 13 days of Halloween. So for each day leading up to the holiday, we talk about a film that's in the horror or thriller or mystery genre. And today... Um, Sean is joining us to talk about a John Carpenter film from 1987 called Prince of Darkness. Yeah, so I'll give a kind of a brief synopsis of the movie, kind of uh, as I see it. Um, Basically, a bunch of idiots huddle up in a church (laughs) monastery to uh, study Satan, whose essence is trapped in a type of uh, lava lamp in the basement of the old (laughs) monastery. Uh, the usual types of things that happen when you are in an old church studying Satan and Sue and the idiots must battle the Prince of Darkness or perish. <laughs> That's pretty much uh, the overview of Prince of Darkness. <laughs> that is an excellent synopsis. <laughs> um, so this movie, I think, excels at creating a, a particular atmosphere. Um, I don't know that I was all that engaged with the story or that excited by it. And I, and I didn't think it was particularly scary it has moments though i i i'll it has what i'll describe as scenes of insect horror which i i find particularly disturbing the swarms of ants and swarms of beetles and um so those were effective but for the most part i felt like the movie was kind of slow um there is a lot of dialogue it's very dialogue heavy and it's it's either what I would categorize as either religious or scientific mumbo jumbo, both taking place together because we have uh, Donald Pleasance playing the priest and we have a whole bunch of grad students and professors who are um, scientists here to research this, this thing. And they talk a lot and it was really hard to kind of gather from what they were talking about any kind of idea of what was actually happening. Um, I don't know. It's not all that complicated, really. So <laughs> I don't know that it that it really needs a lot of explanation. But there's just a lot of dialogue that seemed unnecessary. Um, so that's my that's my kind of take on it. And I, as much as I loved Donald Pleasance, I had to laugh because as a priest, a lot of what he was talking about is like the evil is back, the evil is here. It felt like his dialogue was lifted directly from Halloween and put right into this movie. Um, but that's, those are my thoughts. So I like this movie, but it's um, very mid-level John Carpenter. It's not like a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it overall, it worked, I think, in spite of itself for me. Um, I love the actors in it. So I played spot the actors because you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, a, I'm a child of the 80s. I grew up watching Murder, She Wrote. Uh, and... Ashley will tell you that as we were watching it, almost every single actor that popped up, I'm like, oh, yeah, they were on Murder Show. You know, I mean, you've you got like Jameson Parker, who I have to say, Jameson Parker, I looked it up afterwards. He was like 38 when this movie came out. He's a very toned, ripped 38 year old dude uh, who we see shirtless quite a bit. Um, Victor Wong, now he was not on Murder Show, but he was in uh, Tremors. Um, we have uh, several other actors and, and actresses that I recognize from Murder Show. You got a uh, Dan Blocker, who used to be on Bonanza, his son Dirk Blocker's in this. I mean, it's just an interesting uh, movie. Tom Bray, 
who was in a, a Murder, She Wrote Halloween-style episode called Night of the Headless Horseman. I, anyway, I digress here. <laughs> um, no, th- this had really cool actors in it. And it, it, it's always a good sign when, you know, you get these characters together, a group of characters together, and they're under attack. And you are rooting for one or more of them. You're like, okay, I hope they don't get my boy here or my girl here. <laughs> I, at least this movie did that for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was happy about that. Um, it's, it's got a great score by John Carpenter. He's the master of the simple score that does so much. Like it, it, The score does a lot of heavy lifting here. Mm-hmm. Um, I do agree with Ashley. It's got the insect horror, <laughs> which was, was, was really creepy. You know, I had to chuckle at Sean's description of, of the, the thing in the basement. The What did you call it, Sean? The, it looks like a lava lamp. Like a it large is, lava yeah. Lamp. <laughs> I remember thinking, too, like when, when um, you know, because this movie is couched in a very, it's, it's couched in like religiosity in, to an extent. I mean, Donald Pleasance is a priest. Uh, you see none, at least one nun or, or more uh, at some point. Um, there's this basement with all these candles and uh, I was wondering who was lighting all those candles and how yes. they were staying lit. But, and then you see this lava lamp, which looked very futuristic. And I'm like, this doesn't really gel. But then they explain later what that was about. Uh, so, yeah, those are some of my thoughts on uh, on this movie. Yeah, it's interesting. So I, I think I liked it a lot more than – definitely more than Ashley and more than you too, I think. I So what I think Ashley made a good point. I think it's very vibey. I think this is a, one of Carpenter's like – you you can either go with this film based on the vibes or maybe it, it's a turnoff, but I think this is a, uh, like a heavy, the atmosphere, the setting, um, the setting of the old monastery slash church really worked for me. Um, you brought up a good point. Carpenter kind of goes to it a lot is like <clears throat> a singular location like that under siege. Like he did that in, you know, assault on precinct 13. They did it in the thing. So I thought I appreciate the setting of the church um, little backs. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm one of the world's worst Catholics, but I think that like the, it was kind of steeped in Catholicism. So I was pretty familiar with that. Like I see, I appreciated like the brotherhood of sleep and all of that <laughs> nonsense where it's basically, you know, the priests were aware that they had trapped the Prince of darkness. Uh, they had to keep it a secret. You know, you had the Vatican involved. So uh, the combination of all of that really works for me a lot. I liked the cast um, is a bunch of Carpenter folks Carpenter works with, like Donald Pleasance. You know, Victor Wong was in um, Big Trouble in Little China. Um, is it Daniel Dunn? The other the other Asian guy in Prince of Darkness was also in. Uh, he was like a sidekick in um, in a Big Trouble in Little China. I thought the cast were cool. I mean, they are. You know, in every horror film is kind of really, you could kind of say a bunch of idiots do something because usually in horror films, like the characters aren't too smart. It's kind of like this, like <laughs> a bunch of idiots agree to study Satan, you know, in the basement. I mean, only things can only go wrong, like nothing. <laughs> but I think that the cast were cool for the most part. I mean, it's a, it's definitely a little dated, but I mean, I, I, I really enjoy it. I know um, people say that it's kind of like a part of an unofficial trilogy, like the thing. Prince of Darkness, and I think in the Mouth of Madness, they call that like Carpenter's apocalyptic trilogy. I, I appreciate the tone; it's kind of nihilistic, like things don't wrap up in a neat little bow. Like, but Ashley brought up a good point. I mean, it's it, it is rather it's sort of confusing. A lot, of, you know, the dream stuff was a little odd. You can some of that is uh, 
you know, you kind of have to dig in. If you've never seen it before, you kind of have to pay attention. It's not really a light watch. It's mm-hmm. something you kind of have to pay attention to. And even if you do, you know, I'm not quite sure I got everything that I was supposed to get. But I mean, for me, it just it, like all of the, you know, you've got Alice Cooper as one of the uh, <laughs> homeless people. I like that angle that homeless people were kind of helping Satan murder. I mean, I, it, to me, it works well as a package. But the, the score that Carpenter brings to it, you know, brought it next level for me. I just, it over the years, it's kind of become a favorite for me. So I, I, I really, really like this one, actually. Yeah, I forgot to mention the, the Carpenter score, which sounds exactly like a John Carpenter score. Yeah, and, right. Um, yeah, it really adds a lot to the to the atmosphere. Um, I, re- I really wanted to like the movie more than I more than I did. I love the setup of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing bringing these experts into this kind of closed location. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminded me. I thought of um, Poltergeist when they bring in the paranormal researchers. I, I love that that element. Um, I just wish the characters had been a little more interesting. Um, <laughs> there's kind of a running gag. I don't know if it was intended to be a gag, but there's Susan, and everyone's like, who's Susan? Oh, the one with the glasses. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. you know, <laughs> they need to be a little more <laughs> differentiated than, you know, oh, she's the one with the glasses. Yeah, I too wondered that. <laughs> I wonder, I, Was that a bit of black, had to be a bit of black humor, right? Because everyone <laughs> described her exactly the same, but yeah, yeah it's funny. And I, and I did like the ending. Um, the It was kind of, you know, there's some... It was open-ended and yeah. kind of ambiguous. I, I, I like the ending a lot. Yeah. The, it's interesting. The This is the first time I've seen this movie. So I may, it might grow on me over the years if I rewatch it. Um, the thing about it was, is I don't know if this is a pacing issue, because it wasn't throughout the film. But, you know, it's an hour and 40 minutes. And it has, so it has a fairly decent buildup. Like once they get to the church that they all kind of hold themselves up in and it's become sort of this base under siege thing or get, it's, it's working its way up to that point, Th- you know, that was working for me. And I'm like, okay, you know, this, this is, this is building, right? The stuff, stuff's happening and stuff. And then we get to what should be like the climactic third act. And I feel like it just gets drawn out. It feels very drawn out. Like, I feel like this should feel more exciting, <laughs> but it's a, it's a very talky movie. And, and I don't mind that at all, except it, it has, it has to pace itself well. And in this movie, I feel like, okay, once you get to the third act, once you get to the climax, it needs to, you need to like keep the momentum. And instead people kind of just end up pulling themselves off in like different rooms and talking more and. It's just really weird, and, and I think it's Dennis Dunn is his name. Um, his I liked his character, except he 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 tells these really awkward jokes, and then he starts doing that. And I'm like, just bring this movie to a climax, <laughs> please. Um, but in spite of that, like I said, it's got so many good actors in it. I think the actors saved this for me, and the score. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I think it, I think it's I think it's fine. It's good mid tier John Carpenter. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree with Ashley again. I think the concept of, like, getting a crew together in a church like that for, like, as long as it takes, like, they were to bring cots to sleep on, you know, they were all, you know, studying studying Satan. I mean, I mean to me, that's a great, you know, I, you deliver that synopsis for me, and I'm in every time. And, I, you know, I, I don't disagree with some of your, you know, some of your third act um, criticisms, Matt. I just think, for me, 
it, it for me, like the positives outweigh the negatives on this one. And I, it might, I don't know, it might grow on you. I mean, it, it, it kind of, when I first saw it, I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I, it didn't bowl me over, but the more times I've seen it, I mean, it, it's kind of become a perennial favorite. I, I watch it at least once a year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, it just all kind of, all the combination of good kind of comes together and for me and uh, the positives outweigh the negatives. Yeah. Um, so that's all I have to say about it, really. Uh, score time, I guess. Uh, what is your score, Ashley? I'm going to give it a 6.5. And Sean? I'm going to give it an 8.5. Okay. Um, I'm a 6.5 as well. So our score is a 7.1. And it is on the tomato meter. It has a rotten 58% from critics and then a 60% from audiences. That's Prince of Darkness. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.